0: hi everyone welcome back to the nerd impact podcast we are on to episode 31 getting into the high numbers now very exciting and i am very excited to talk about today's discussion Um as you can see for people watching the youtube video i am obsessed uh it's <laughs> my it is our it is my all-time favorite band i you know there's there's no way of kind of beating around the bush there. Uh, we are covering Deftones, um, a band from Sacramento, uh, who are, I don't even know what you'd call them anymore genre-wise. They initially started off as new metal, but they are their own sort of alt-rock, trip-hop, like, trip-hop rock, whatever you want to call it. They're, they're just insane, insanely good. It's, 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 you, can, you can go now. like You've heard basically how good they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, before we kind of dip into it, um, obviously the band uh, consists of um, the incredible singer Chino Marino, um, you have Abe Cunningham on drums, Stephen Carpenter as lead guitarist, Frank Delgado on the decks, and then all the way from Adrenaline to Saturday Night Rish, you had the uh, incredible Chi Qi Cheng on bass, who unfortunately was in a car accident um uh, 2008, I think it was, um, 2008, 2009, and um, was in a coma, who unfortunately passed away in 2013. Um, so the bassist who replaced them on their um, album Diamond Eyes in 2010 was Sergio Vega. And that is the band. Uh, and we will t- probably talk about them more in detail as we go along. So, yeah, let's just dive right into this. Um, Nath, Deftones for you.
1: Right. Well, my my uh, experience with Death Grips has been... a uh, Death Grips. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible start. Um, that's another episode. That's, that's, that's a Freudian set. That's another episode. Uh, Death Tones. Um yeah, it, it, it started pretty recently, to be honest. I mean, I, I've known that you've enjoyed the band for many, many years. And I've, I've heard you, know, you playing them uh, before, and I've been, been at your house before. And so I've, I've been exposed to the music, but I've never properly sat down and listened to them. But um, as, as I've mentioned before, last year I did like an album a day. And White Pony, one of their probably most prestigiously regarded albums, I suppose, sort of widely acclaimed, um, the 2000 White Pony, um, that's the one I listened to, chose listened listen to. I gave it a 7 out of 10 when I listened to it back in October of last year. And I was like, it, it, it's interesting. It's not bad, but there wasn't really anything that, that engaged me. But um, you, you you picked me up from the train station uh, not too long ago. So we're talking like November of, of, of last year. And you, you're you playing um, uh, their album Around the Fur. And that really sort of peaked my ear. I was like, "That's an, that's something interesting, like, I didn't think it was the same band at first because it, it, it sounded very different. It was like, there's something to it that really, really hooked me, especially in the vocals. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give this a shot. So when I went came back back down to London, I uh, I sat down and listened to Around the phone. I was like, holy, holy shit. Like, <laughs> this is really good. And from there, I, I took recommendations from you and I've just sort of like been going through the discography up to this episode and, and really, really enjoying it. Like, I, I don't think I've... There's, I don't think I've found a song yet that I haven't been like, that's enjoyable. I found songs where I'm like, this is incredible. This is really, really great. But there haven't been songs where I'm like, that's trash. I mean, aside from, as I'm sure is maybe more widely regarded, gore, I didn't really, the album gore, I didn't necessarily get along with as well. But I think that's more of a, a typical thing rather than, than me specifically. But um Around the Fur, Diamond Eyes, Koino Yokan, Yocan, uh, and the subtitle as well was pretty great. And and I, on, on Revisit, I, I did enjoy White Pony a lot more, but um yeah, no, I, I've, it's been great sort of uh, exposing myself to this sound because I am, I'm, I, I'm a fan of heavier sounds, but I've never really cracked the sort of metal side of music, to be quite honest. Like I, as we've, we've covered before in this podcast, we've had daughters and we will be covering death Grips, which are all very, very aggressive and uh, you know, sort of industrial sounds, but in sort of the more metal side of things, I, I haven't really got into very much, but Deftones seems a fantastic entry point, and it, it, it's you know, it's, 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 there's some of these songs have immediately ended up on my gym playlist, and and they've been on repeat. So no, I, I've I've had great fun just breaking into the discography, and Aiden has definitely sort of passed the virus on, and I don't know how, how 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 apt a description that is these days, but um, he's definitely sort of passed the bug on, and I've, I've shared it with my friends, and they've gone on to listen to the band and and enjoy them as well. So. You know, it's it's, have it's succeeded. you have you've you've achieved your goal, and hopefully, we can do the same for any of the our listeners today.
0: Yeah, Ben, what about you? Oh. I gotta say.
2: I mean, it's uh, a lot earlier, I guess, for me. Um, as, as most of my music taste originated, so Ada gave me the book a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember. I think probably. My first sort of exposure to Deftones was um "Sex Tape" because oh, I used to smart. have that on my BlackBerry back when you'd have like one song <laughs> from like a different artist you've illegally downloaded. Oh man!
0: Um, oh, you didn't illegally download that. I, I had, I had them all on my computer from CD rip. Okay,
2: so that one was the right. Well, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, and and well. Sex tapes, I don't think reflects Death toes overall sound as well mm. as other songs do. So um it took me a little bit of time to get into it, but as soon as um kind of yokum came out, because I remember because I think I'd have been in year seven or eight. Yeah, you know about, that's right. about right. About um, right. Twenty
0: twelve.
2: Twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah, and I I mean, first time I heard Twelve City, um, I just wanted to go off, <laughs> and then Poltergeist. <laughs> oh Ugh. and then tempest oh um so yeah and it's i think i've I've always enjoyed like unlike you know i guess i've always far more enjoyed metal and um the, mm. the especially when new metal was still a thing oh yeah uh i, I was into a lot of new metal bands um I had a few friends who were uh into a lot of more he- heavy metal and um new metal uh and I've also tried to get my friends onto Deftones. They've been a little bit apprehensive, but uh, slowly chipping away. At them. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Get them
1: slowly they'll embrace the word. Yeah. Proselytizing yeah. will have its effect soon enough.
2: And then, yeah, I mean, then we saw them at uh, Leeds Festival 2013, I want to say.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, how, how are they live?
2: I did not have a very good experience. Because I was stood in the same spot for about nine hours yeah. straight, and it mm. pissed it down with rain just as they came on. So I was in a foul mood. Mm-hmm. We were still recognize... Yeah, anyway. go on. What? Well, no, just that I could still recognise they were fucking incredible live.
0: Yeah. I mean, you enjoyed them, but they were leaning toward the latter end of the night. And like Ben said, we stupidly thought, "Oh, we better get there really early." So we got there when gates opened. We got uh, a of that yeah so we we traveled to leeds very early and we were stood in the same spot because we had a really good view of the stage for the entire mm. day we didn't go off and venture onto other bands fortunately the lineup was fucking amazing oh, yeah. but good. um i mean you know our, our appeal was deftones was there and followed yeah. by system of a down so we were on like we were in some pretty good um you know music that day but you are right it, it, that was a rough day for us. We learned our lesson very quickly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't even go for. A, I didn't even walk for a piss. That's how dedicated nope. that spot I was. Uh,
0: and we lost our shoes and trousers from the mud. We drove home in just our underwear and t-shirts. So it was it was a rough day, but yeah, quite an incredible price was memory.
1: Made.
2: Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I just think foul mood, but like I said, still they're incredible live. I think Chile is amazing lives, actually. Yeah.
1: Pretty high energy, then. Like, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, they, they, did, the they did a good
0: variety, didn't they? The song setlist was, you know, was good. I mean, the the, the problem with leads, especially the earlier main stage acts, you only get about seven eight songs that are pushed to play. Yeah. So when you're playing from a discography of like back then was seven albums, you are kind of potluck on what you get. But there was some yeah. good stuff. I mean, Ben what was the most memorable song for you on that that
2: to remember the,
0: line, uh, the liner. I mean, for me, it was Elite because I hadn't heard that one live before, and and that obviously is quite a heavy song, so I was very excited to watch that.
2: I'm really struggling to recall. You've put me on the spot. I'm nervous. That's okay. I forgot them.
0: It was um, a long time ago. We're talking nearly ten years now.
2: Yeah. All I remember was my family. If I'm really honest. <laughs> yeah.
0: Understandably.
1: Well, at least it was a great experience, I suppose, in a roundabout way. But um, yeah, a- 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 Aiden, I-, I-, I think the the proof is in the pudding, really. Well, what what has the impact of Deftones been for you as your favorite band of all time?
0: So obviously, as we've mentioned in the music episodes, I you know I absolutely adore music. Um, and I jumped on a lot of other people's influences. You know, my dad was a big influence, and I had high school friends. Like I said, with Foo Fighters, I jumped onto them because it was kind of the band that everyone was listening to. Whereas Deftones was very different. And I was very aware of um, back to school uh, and my own summer and be quiet and drive, you know, just mm-hmm. from watching music channels, radio play, and people at school would listen to them. But I never really ventured out further than that. Um, until one day, I was in my first year at college um, and I just had the music channels on. And, and similar to Ben, I had sex tape uh, came on. And I was like, oh, this is an amazing song. The music video is quite entrancing. You know, it's it's like girls swimming under the sea with like multicolored uh, spectrum stuff. So I was, I was like, okay, this is really cool. And I was like, oh, what band is it? I was like, okay, Deaf Tones, I know of them. I'll, I'll see what they're about. Um, and I asked, and it was, so the sex tape had came out before the album had been released. So I asked for um, yeah, um, so it This was one of the Diamond lead Eyes. singles. Yeah, it was one of the lead singles. And I asked for White, uh, Diamond Eyes, sorry, for my birthday, um, as it came out that month, I think so. I got it on CD, and I was just—I was—I was encapsulated straight away. um You know, I, I didn't really know what I was expecting. Like I said, you know, f- similar to what Ben said, Sex Tape isn't really a great example to tell, like, tell you what our death tones are overall. Yeah. Um, so you know, I popped on this this CD, and you know, you open up with the, the, the title track, Diamond Eyes, and I was like, okay. I'm very heavily invested already. And obviously as as the album goes through, and we'll get into it a bit more down the line, but I was just like, oh my God, this is this album is incredible. Um and 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 as I was kind of leading with that, is this was the first band that I kind of landed on myself. It was a band that I wanted to discover more. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I um I brought I obviously had Diamond Eyes and I went back um and brought all the other CDs. Um off, you know, Amazon, they were all quite cheap at the time. And I gave them all a listen, and and again I was very, you know, I was very obsessed with them. Um, I, you know, I listened to some albums more than other at that time. You know, I think as we've discussed before, when you're in a certain time, a certain place, certain albums and songs reach out to you. Absolutely. Um, so you know, I, I will admittedly say, um, I kind of ignored the the South Tide and Saturday Night wrist at the time. I still listened to them, but they were getting less attention. And, you know, um, I was unfortunate, I think it was in 2011, I got to see them live for the first time. Mm
2: -hmm. I was supposed to
0: go and see them in 2010 with my mates from school, but um, I think I had a deadline or something and I I just could not risk going. I didn't buy tickets, but I just couldn't go. Um, So I got to see them in 2011 with my mate, uh, with another band we love, Let Live, and that that was a phenomenal experience. Um, So good. And as I was saying, compared to seeing them at Leeds where it was only an eight set like eight um track set list Mm. there was was a good 16 songs they played and they and they played i'm pretty sure they played at least one track from every album um and then from there again listening to some of the songs that are perhaps ignored off self-titled and saturday night risk i went back and explored them a bit more and yeah it just kind of went from there um you know as ben said kai no came out and that's just an incredible album and that kind of reinforced i was i was prepared to invest myself in this band um, and I followed them since, you know. I got gore as soon as it came out, I jumped on it. Um, ohms, the latest effort, I jumped on that. Like, yeah, I'm just, I, I just I, this is this is a band for me that is very important. It was my first kind of band I landed on my own feet and found. And I was fortunate that my friend from school got into them, um, you know, a bit before me, I think. And then once I told him, you know, we kind of ran with that. So, yeah, you know, 10 years or so strong, I've been listening to this band actually longer. Um, and and they just never falter they never get older i still love them i don't always listen to them you know frequently yeah but when i do i tend to go hard like if, if a certain song comes on about like, right i'm gonna go through them and um we've discussed it off camera but i you know our spotify um wrapped at the yep. end of the year and stuff every year they will be in the top five they will always be in there even if they're not number one they're in there um I'm pretty sure it wasn't 20, it was 2020. I was in the top 0.5% of listeners. So yep. again, you, you, the gravity of a pretty well-known established band to be in the top 0.5% was quite impressive. I was quite proud of that. So yeah, that that's me with Deftones. And um, I, I, I fucking love them. They're just so good.
1: And I suppose one of the benefits of them having such a vast discovery, as we can see from the vinyls behind Aiden, is that their sound goes through a lot of different changes. And,
0: yeah they never they never stay the same though
1: yeah absolutely not and, and and how do you feel with that that sort of like shift from 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 album to album like do you find it hard to sort of like because because you i suppose when you listen to a band in some way you do kind of expect somewhat a certain sound but the death tones they're pretty consistent but they also do change to change things up how, how do you sort of like find that do you, does that excite you i suppose
0: I think it does. I mean, again, I was very fortunate that I came in, you know, when there were six albums in. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't have that notion of, you know, this was their first or second album and, you know, I, they had a dedicated sound. Yeah. I went in and, and I think Diamond Eyes is a very good starting point Um, as well. It was for me because it has blends of all their previous efforts. You know, you get mm-hmm. that aggress- aggressive kind of metal um, harder sort of. Uh, instruments and stuff playing in certain mm. tracks like rocket skates and um oh god the name's gone from me now um oh, royal yeah, um and then you try. get you get the the softer somber tracks that you know really let chino's voice kind of come out like in sex tape um mm. in uh 9976 evil and stuff so yep. you get you get a very good variety and then going back to each album i can again it's kind of that you get a good combination you mm-hmm. always get either wow well, yeah I think a uh, bar maybe adrenaline you get that at least one song that's a bit slowed down a bit toned back and then you know more vocally in your face and then you mm-hmm. get songs that really go for it and give again I think give the fans what they want a bit of heavy you know rock and and yeah so I've, I've never been really disappointed I know yeah. Gore gets a lot of backlash um and and understandably but even that there's some great tracks on it so yeah um i think for me i i don't struggle with it what about you two i mean is there any particular sound that, of the band that resonates with you more than less uh,
1: i i suppose i i definitely prefer with the with the around the fur is the sort of um i, I i'm not a no musical expert so i don't know but my only sort of frame of reference is the same sort of thing that Julian Casablancas does on on uh, "Is This It" for the Strokes. Is that sort of like um, distorted vocals? I really really like that. And and it's when there's sort of like when but you know, I mean, vocals is the absolute highlight for me, as long alongside with, with the guitar work for for Deftones. The thing I'm like listening to, I'm like, okay, the vocals is what makes this different to like any other metal song, as well as the guitar work. But it's like I wouldn't, you know, I'm no expert on metal, so a lot of it can sort of just blend into the same sort of guitar sound, I suppose, which isn't which isn't necessarily fair, but I don't have the sort of ear for it, I suppose. Um, but when I listen to Def I'm like, damn, like it's the vocals that are setting this apart for me, and I'm not, and you know, I know, Gino gets a lot of lot of acclaim for that, but that sort of yeah. more distorted style of vocals that is you know present all throughout around the fur, I really really like, and and that's but saying that. Diamond Eyes and Coin no are fantastic albums, and I really enjoyed them. Almost, pretty much at the same level as, as Around the Fur. But I mean, like I would say like the back half of Diamond Eyes. There's not a single song I don't like on it. So um, it's not a case of sort of not liking or disliking, but it's 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 more just where I'm like, oh, damn, that's that's more unique, I suppose.
0: Mm. What about you, Ben? Yeah, Ben. What about you?
2: I missed the question. I froze. Uh, What's the question?
0: Oh, okay. It, it, which kind of side of Deftones kind of do you lean more towards? Do you prefer the more heavier, grittier stuff? Do you prefer the more laid-back, somber stuff? Do you like a perfect mix? You know, there are some songs that give you that perfect blend. You know, what, what kind of shouts to you the most? I love all
2: three. <laughs> all 3 are just, just, I mean, I I love, uh, I just have Royals, Elites, some of the really heavy stuff. But then, the sort of I guess the perf. my favorite song is probably Diamond Eyes, but the the song that sort of for sound wise brings out to me the most is Tempest. So I love I when he slows it down and he just that sort of whispery um talking he does into that proper gritty screen is mm. just incredible. And I think that that when I think of Death Tones, I think of that that blend of awesome vocals into some dirty screams
0: it's a very good uh, it's a very good song to give to fans i suppose or new newcomers also ben you've completely forgotten to mention this and you know i'll let you explain but uh, you know i don't think it was the main source of your wanting to play bass but you you've learned a lot of deftone songs and they're a heavy influence on the sort of things you play yeah uh
2: yeah i've learned a, I've learned a few um i mean just the other day i was listening to him and i had a uh, I was I was playing uh using the butcher. Uh it just came on and I I started playing and then I decided to learn um, seven words, which is uh it's got an awesome bass line. Same same thing all the way through. It's very hoppy and consistent all the way through, really hard to do. Um purely because my, my stamina in my hands just absolute like dog shit. Um so I
0: mean also I need I need to thank you because I took a shot at learning bass for a for a small period of time, a couple of years ago. And the first song that Ben taught me, and, and I actually managed to play fairly well for someone who was a beginner, was, um, was RX Queen.
1: Oh, that's yeah. a great tune, actually.
0: Yeah. So, again, yeah, great um, intro. That, that, that's how much impact this band has had on me. I picked up a bass and gave it a go, and I've never been interested in that before.
2: No, they've, they've got some really, really interesting bass lines. Uh, I think um, <laughs> they use six strings i think uh six or seven yeah six or seven i've only got a five string uh and the standard four um but yeah some incredible lines i mean i remember learning poltergeist which is just such a fun aggressive song to play Um, i'm
0: putting this on record and you will agree with me i am almost certain they've took inspiration from the john Carpenter's halloween i remember you mentioning this yeah i mean i i've not found anything that confirms it but it, every time it plays i'm like it's gotta be so if anyone right. knows or has, has got confirmation on that please let us know because it literally every time i hear it i'm like I, i've gotta be right i need to be right
2: it did give it just that little bit of extra awesomeness it would to be it's honest I mean, it's called
0: poltergeist so i'm kind of but equally, it was originally called Roller Derby, so I don't, I don't know. I could be, could be reaching there. Reach Sorry, away. guys. I am very passionate. I'm. This will be <laughs> something that comes no up a lot. Apologize. No yeah. need to
1: apologize. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, let's let's just jump into it. Let's just you know kind of go through album by album. Just throw out any standout tracks for us. So you know, we start in 1995, all the way back there with the you know first effort, Adrenaline, which again, it's good. It's not underappreciated, but it mm. kind of gets put to the wayside because of obviously how experimental they went by. But you know, standout tracks for me, board, root, um, seven words and engine number nine are my kind of go to's from the album.
1: I'd literally fully agree with that assessment. Is is adrenaline along with the um along with gore is probably the ones I've listened to the least. And um those are the, the tracks that were different from the rest, I suppose. so they sort of stood out more, I guess. Is is the best way I could put it, really?
0: Yeah, I mean, oh. to be honest, I didn't really... Go on, Ben. No, no, carry on. I, I didn't really listen to Adrenaline much before seeing them live. And yeah. then they played Words and Engine Number 9. And I was like, what are these tracks? I didn't recognize them. And I was like... Oh, and then okay. That's where I kind of put, forced myself to listen to Adrenaline. And I, I was not disappointed. Uh, sorry, Ben, carry on. No,
2: I was going to say, I mean, all, all the ones you you you'd rattled off there are on my, my Deftones playlist. Um, and it, it hasn't been updated for a, quite a while. Um, but I gave, I gave Adrenaline, like, a really good listen to probably a couple of years ago. Like, really, really good listen. I absolutely love the entire album. I go, I, oh, it's I a need, good album. I need to update, them all, update the playlist, but every single song I actually really enjoyed.
0: Mm, yeah, for sure. Um then we move on to where things kind of, where the popularity kind of came into play. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of love for this album still is around the fur and um, very, you know, kind of iconic front cover to the album. And I mean, the intro track is my own summer, which is just an absolute banger. Like you get that eerie kind of, and, and they use sharks in the music video, but you do feel like you're kind of being stalked. And then as soon as mm. it drops into that, a drop, you're just, your head bangs straight away. Um, but again, the album itself, you know, this is one, again, a very incredible album, and I'll be saying that a lot. But um, standout tracks for that, because I could be going through the whole track. Uh, Around the Fur the, itself is a great track. Rickets, it rips hard. And mm-hmm. um, you've got the most popular song probably on the album, Be Quiet and Drive. Um, I love Lotion, and one that grows on me more and more as I listen to it. And again, another proper hardcore one is Head Up. Head up, With the so cool.
1: singer of Soulfly, I really like. Oh, yeah. I, Head of was one of those songs when I first listened to the album. I was like, "Oh, like that's awesome!" I Like, I it felt to me, um, it felt like a song from uh the Need for Speed Most Wanted soundtrack. It, it just, I don't know. There's specific sort of like sound, and I was just like, "Okay, that that's that's what it is." But um, I, I as I said, like this is one of my, my favorite albums by theirs, and um, the first one I properly sat down to, Oh no, no, I properly sat down and listened to White Pony, but to actually. Probably sat down and enjoyed mostly was was this album and be quiet and drive the first time i heard that like the transition where i mean i think it's worth noting i mean you could probably tell from the cover this is a very uh well horny album is the best way, <laughs> best way to put it and uh gino was going through things man like he was he was <laughs> but uh, dude
0: goes through so many things on every album but yeah,
1: yeah he's was, he was going through things and 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 um, it's yeah it definitely comes across uh, definitely the vocals and especially in this song where like the way they like layer up where like he has like these sort of like very towards the end of the track they have these sort of um the screams underlying sort of over the top this more like angelic kind of vocals over the top it's it's beautiful mix and it works so well and that, that, that was you know one of the things I was like damn they're doing something different here where you've got like the softer vocals but it adds so much more punch to like the, the meatiest screaming as sort of like underneath, I guess it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's so well done.
0: It is. I mean, it's weird, but this song, uh, Be Quiet and Drive is actually on my gym playlist. Yeah, Even though it's a, it's a slower song, it still has that punch to it. And I'm, I'm literally like, yep, feeling it. Mm. Hey ben, anything, any standout tracks for you that we haven't mentioned?
2: No, I mean, you've covered them pretty, pretty well. I mean, so minus summer was like as as I said for the Foo Fighters, it's one of those um songs that's used to come on Kerrang and scuzz TV all the time. So it's it's one I'd always be listening to, and then once I fully realised who Deftones were, it was I'd I'd scream at the TV anytime it'd come on.
0: Yeah, and now we move on to you know which is debatable, but also I suppose not is the most influential and impactful album. As a 2000 release, White Pony. I'm just going to go on record straight away and say I tend to listen to the album, uh, the album release that doesn't have Back to School on it. Um, oh, right. That's That song as a single back when it came out it was kind of great, but I I really don't listen to it that much anymore, especially now I know that it wasn't intended for the album. The uh, record company kind of forced them to make a more single friendly song. Um, and they read that I don't think they ever play it live anymore, like they're not fans of it. Um, so I kind of start from um, I can't even pronounce the first track of it really, it's, it's Sierra, yeah, which is a great opening track as well. And I know Nath, you're kind of on the fence with this album, um, but I absolutely adore Digital Bath. Uh, Elite is another heavy one that literally, again, gym playlist going hard. Um, my personal favorite from this album is RX Queen. And um, for people who don't know, on the chorus where it goes, you're my girl, if you listen very carefully, there is um, backing vocals from the, the back then lead singer of Stone Temple pilot, Scott Welland. And right. Basically, they put that on because he was in the studio at the time and was like, this is how you can kind of change your vocals in a, in a certain instance. And they were just like, yeah, we'll keep that on there. So, um, yeah. And, and cool. I love Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. so that was a good one. Pardon? I was just saying, that's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah, no. Yeah. I I heard it a couple of years ago. I was like, I know that voice. And it's uh-huh. only very subtle. And then I went and obviously did a bit of digging about it. Um, And then, yeah, uh, Korea is another one that I absolutely love. Gym playlist, again, very heavy, very kind of, just want to punch, punch backs. <laughs> Um, And then, yeah, uh, again, you've got the closing tracks, you know, um, Changing the House of Flies, which was one of their biggest singles, Pink Maggot. By, uh, and then another
1: fan loved one is a passenger with the lead singer of tool i i like passenger and i mean as i said very I awesome. sort of on revisit i did enjoy it more but i will i will say that the preface this in october when i first listened to this without talking to you about them i i, I was you know very i'm very into shoegaze and all that kind of thing and, and so i heard someone you know i think it's listed on rate your music one of the tags for this album is shoegaze which is completely mm-hmm. batshit like this is I don't know who the hell's listening to this and is like, oh yeah, no, that that's a that's a cool, really droned out guitar sound with like sort of mellow vocals and sort of dream pop aesthetic. It's absolutely I mean how the fuck you got to that conclusion, I don't know, but that doesn't mean it's not a good album. and as I said, it's definitely growing on me. and I think as I get more accustomed to death grips uh, Death tones, <laughs> death tones, Freud and Sip, yet again. Deftones, uh, there's only so many bands about death I can handle in the brain at one time. But um, uh, Deftones, uh, as I get more accustomed to their, their sound and their discography, it's definitely like I'm picking up on the trends more and like I see where there's these sort of the songs sort of fit in. And and I, I there was there was a point I was thinking about. Um, as you mentioned earlier about sort of like the John Carpenter theme, um, with sort of the line. But um, I did did feel that there's a number of songs in their discography where the guitar does feel almost like straight from a horror film. Not yeah, more, less, less like a direct rip, like you said, with sort of like the John Carpenter, like it's almost like dee 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 dee, like very similar. I mean, more just sort of like the feel of it. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just smaller.
2: I think, I think that's sort of side. an element of new metal, though. I think that a lot of new metal bands have that. sort I mean, sort they're, of,
0: not, uh... they're not new metal anymore, though. Like, mm. I, about I, I, about would, I just, wouldn't classify this They're metal. not new metal anymore. I don't, I don't really mean, think, don't think around the fur was new metal, really. they, they Yeah very old rock and there's a lot of different influences. Like I know Shoe shoegaze for, for you, it didn't agree, but I'd say yeah. that like some of the newest stuff's kind of like got trip up. So there's, you there's are a lot right, going yeah. on for it. Um, I mean, for a lot of people, white pony is the gateway drug to Deftones. It was either what got them started or a lot of people kind of go to, and it's yeah. a great album. Don't get me wrong. Um, But as someone who's listened to them for years um, white ponies, you know, I mean, among the Deftones fandom, there isn't really a bad album as such. Like, even though Gore is kind of the least favorite, people are like, but it's still good, it's just mm. shit compared to the rest of their stuff. And White Pony for me is a great album, but it's definitely lower in the ranks now for me. Yeah, and as we kind of move on, we go on to what is now my joint favorite album, and like I said, I ignored this album for a long time, is their self titled album from 2003 the more I've listened to this over the last few years, the more I fall in love with it. Um, and as you were saying, like Nath, like Chino's going through some shit. He was going through some shit during this album. And again, this is not more of a, this isn't a horny album. This is like a love is shit. Love it. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. I mean, it was originally supposed to be called lovers and absolutely So like half the songs are just about fucking how toxic people are in relationships or how heartbreak can kill you um Mm. again just some just some kind of rattling off some tracks uh hexagram's a great song needles and pins i mean the whole album is a minerva is an absolutely adore that song great great Um, tune. skip a few when girls telephone boys the first time i heard that i literally was like what the fuck this is insane um uh lucky you is a great um track for frank dialgo to kind of get get his work on point like you, you know you really can appreciate the decks and his uh artistry and that um but i i just got to talk about this one for a few minutes this has become my number one favorite song and is on my on repeat the most at the moment and it is bloody cape oh yeah and and the guitar is disgusting like i watched um Stephen carpenter doing a playthrough of it and just watching him play it like just caught me so excited but and i, I haven't mentioned this yet but Abe Cunningham is, in my opinion, one of my favourite drummers. Um he's not there's nothing well no, there is a lot special about him, but you know, he's not like technically like incredible, like you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, would probably argue there's better technical drummers out there, but there's just something about the drums in some songs that are I literally like I know like you were saying now, if you listen to the guitar and the vocals are what stand out for you, but I catch myself really going to the drums, especially in Death songs. And this song, like again, I've watched like people just doing drum takes of it on their own, like interpretation and stuff, and just fascinates me. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to do drumming, and it's and it's from Abe Cunningham. Just like listening to his drumming and stuff, but the drumming on this song is just incredible, especially at the end. Like there's like a sneaky double kick, uh, double kick pedal and stuff in it, and. Really appreciate it. I, I appreciate the band in itself, but there's certain songs that I, I really just sit through and listen to. So yeah, Bloody Cape. For anyone who wants a really heavy, batshit, gym song, Bloody Cape is would be my would be my go-to. Um, yeah, guys, for you, any standout tracks on this album?
1: I will just quickly say that that is interesting. The point you make about how the, the drumming to stand out here, I think it's a testament to your sort of like. Exposure and 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 the amount of listened to them because I do find that that the sort of the last thing of a song or something you sort of at least for me I'm not sure if it's the same for you guys but when you sort of listen to a song so many times you get through like the the lyrics you get through the singing you get through the the guitar and eventually you end up with the percussion and that's like I I I, it's the same sort of thing is I've I've listened to Loveless by My Bloody Valentine so many times and it's very very heavy on the distorted guitar sound so the vocals are very faded out and all that but what I've really started picking up on my recent listens is how incredible the drumming is on that, how consistent it is and all, all that. And I think it, it is a level of exposure that you need to sort of have the full experience of listening to a song and have it, like sort of be able to break it down like that and and to appreciate the drumming. Cause I, I, I think percussion does kind of get a little bit, you know, buried in everything else. But when you reach that point of knowing a song and knowing a band to start appreciating that, that's, that's awesome.
0: Especially as well, like percussion stuff like, the song would sound so much different without it. Like bloody Cave would not have the same effect, even though the guitar is like brutal, Mm. it would not have the same punch if you didn't have the drums beat to it at the same time. And going back to that, I mean, it's thanks to Ben, but you know, especially with like the rock bands we listen to, one of the first things I go for now is listening to the baseline, because especially Mm. with kind of new metal and, you know, Old rock stuff like there's there's a very strong bass line in a lot of songs and like me and me sometimes been like when we listen to like corn and stuff or you know certain bands we literally just go oh that bass line is naughty and stuff like mm. you again it's about appreciating it um but yeah any standout songs for you guys on on the self titled album, let say again, back to back to back. Back. Back back. yeah big
2: tune, I think it's a probably I think hexagram was the first song I'd heard off this album and then mm-hmm. it was Battleaxe. then I think bloody cape because uh, it's probably the album I've listened to the least out of all of them other than gore um
0: yeah
1: I'd, I'd, I'd say he- hexagram and uh minerva probably the two two ones yeah. that stick out for me for this album at least and again like ben
0: they're, they're but, singles as well so yeah happily
1: so yeah it makes sense huh? also I,
0: I just want to go back again but um like I said I didn't listen to this album much and again it was down to watching them live when they played bloody cape and again literally the crowd just went fucking wild and i was like why is this song it's so good so yeah again watching bands live i think brings you go on then no i can no i was just gonna say i think watching bands and hearing songs that maybe you hadn't heard or hearing them live in a different environment really changed your perspective uh, perception of songs and so forth so yeah
2: yeah I just I feel I've got to mention because it's it came out of nowhere and I keep seeing them. There's a shitload of memes with no oh, other, yeah. and it's just like tones got me like and it just goes. I got like the regular freak. show
0: and stuff on it. Yeah. I, that was one of the first
1: ones <laughs> I saw. Is 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 uh Deftones at three a.m. and it's just Mordecai just like laying across his bed and he's just in the background. Even
0: with like uh, Christian Bale from American Psycho and that. Oh
1: one. yeah, he's got the headphones.
0: <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but I'm very glad you are showed me them, Ben, because that is that is a very accurate thing. Like when you get a certain song, you're just like, "What is this now?"
2: Yeah, and I think, um, again, like I said, they do that sort of. They have that like, sort of trippy sort of vibe to them in a hmm. lot of their songs, and I don't know. I think people have memed it, and it's yes, yeah, it's made my made my year.
0: I'm all for it. Um, we'll kind of just because of time constrictions, we'll, we'll skip over. They added a B-side album that came out in 2005, which has some great stuff, has covers and stuff. Go and never listen to it. Um, then we jump on to what I thought were for a long time was a quite least favorable album is Saturday Night Wrist in 2006. This this album, I don't know what's happened, but is is almost monumentally a, like praise now. And mm. I personally, again, it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, again, this was, uh, Chino was in a very bad way at this point. He was, it was dealing with drug addiction and stuff. So, um, there was a lot going on and obviously this was the last album of Chi Cheng. So I don't, I don't know. Um, but again, this is a very, I mean, it's a great album. It's just, again, the, the, the style from self-titled moving onto this has kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, you know you've got your hole in the earth is a great song my favorite song off this album is beware uh, the the um final breakdown at the uh, for the outro is is so brutal again i absolutely love it um even though spotify says different a lot of fans i see on like forums and stuff say cherry waves is their absolute favorite song um, oh, and really? again i see why it's a very spacey dreamy trip-hop sort mm. of song um rats 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 is another good one um i absolutely love the um i'm not going to go through up up down down left right. that song is just an instrumental but i i personally love it and will listen to it <laughs> we need to talk about pink cell phone so obviously that,
1: that's the just, i believe that's the, the the uh just just on a side note i think that's the um what is it the, the street fighter uh cheat code it's is a it cheat not? code yeah it's yeah. so
0: definitely for a cheat code i just i think there's, know what it was i think, I think, a I think it's a fighter. famous
1: one yeah there's a famous street Fighter one i believe that that is what yeah it is. so just on the side now but yeah
0: no yeah um but yeah pink cell phone so the song in itself is very good but then you kind of get to the last minute and I, I don't know what i don't know what made them do this maybe it's for shock horror or something but you basically get a, i can't remember it's and something the um the featured artist in the main song basically just goes on some spiel about greasy hand jobs and and blow jobs and butt fucking and and that's why British people have teeth. And I personally think it's absolutely hilarious and yeah, to it yeah because I'm just like this completely takes you out of the album for a minute and I have no idea what what the intention was behind it. But people go and listen to Pink's Cellphone and then just prepare yourself for the last like minute and a half and just kind of yeah prepare for something that. I don't even know. Um, and then the uh, closing track, Riviere, is absolutely incredible. I think, again, that's where mm. Chino's kind of vocals really go hand in hand with the more melodic music and stuff. Um, so, yeah, for me, that's them songs. Guys, any other standout songs on that album?
2: Rapture. Rapture's a big tune for me. Great song. A, I, I can never pronou- pronounce it. What's the one beginning of X? Xerxes. Xerxes, Xerxes yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. It's a great tune. Sorry, enough. go on.
1: And uh, no, I think there's actually Xerxes, isn't it? Yeah, it was with the sea. Xerxes, yeah, because Xerxes is the the the, the king of Persia. Well, one I of thought the things, was. yeah, yeah I thought that's what it I, was I'd done. I'd say the I first was. opening three tracks like are actually really quite great. Like Hole in the Earth, of course, yeah. is, is my favorite from the album, but Um Rapture and Beware are also really really enjoyable. So. And again, I had the experience of, of listening to Pink Cell Phone for the first time it was <laughs> it was confusing to say the least. And 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 you are correct that it it does as much as it's entertaining. It does really rip you straight out <laughs> the album.
2: Midway through an album as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's because it, usually you use like midway through the album to sort of like you know have a bit more of a chill song or something, right? Not not to pull you straight out, but to sort of you know especially with an album that's as heavy as, as, as albums can be, you'd sort of have something to give the, basically just give the listeners ears a break, but this is more of a, a question this is more to the listener. Than else <laughs> yeah, really. It's, 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 it's it's interesting. I I, I, I mean,
0: it's, it's kind of a good job. Combat kind of has like a 30 second to like a minute kind of slow outro. That's just like almost distortion. I think it kind of gives you that time to be like, okay, are we going to listen to music again now? I don't really know what's going on.
1: There is a point I, I completely forgot to mention. We were discussing around the fair half 40 minute long outro <laughs> song. What, what's the deal with that? Like MX. Yeah. I, 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 I I, I, I literally, I totally forgot about that because I would thought the album <laughs> I had ended. I, th- I, th- I thought the album had ended. And then like, I, I, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And then, and then, you know, I, I check my Spotify and there's 20 minutes left of the song, and it's it's literally silence till like the last like end bit, and it's I don't know why I don't know what purpose it serves, but it's there, and the I just
0: had a lot of a lot of bands doing that. Nirvana did it after Something in the Way. There was like a huge gap between their their secret title, uh, secret track, and stuff, and there was a few other bands that did it. I think it was like all the rage back then. It's just to have like a huge gap and then be like, yeah. here's a bonus track you have to sit and wait for it especially back then when it was like t- uh, like trap tapes and cds where you and had stuff, to the- yeah. yeah you had to really really invest yourself in it, it was quite it was quite funny uh yeah sorry i forgot to warn you about that
1: no no i just wanted to mention it because it came back to me when you when you said that the, with the uh the 30 second long intro i was like wait wait so
0: <laughs> yeah and then we move on to um my joint favorite album, obviously the album that started always all, was 2010's Diamond Eyes. Oh shit! Actually, I just realised. Quick, uh, insert is obviously so with Chi, um, before his accident, they were recording a um another album that wasn't Diamond Eyes. Uh, this was obviously beforehand, um, and you know to this day, there's still a lot of kind of speculation and people wanting the release, and it's called Eros. Um, they did do some recordings, there was nothing mastered, there was barely any songs completely finished, um, but it was the last effort with Chi, and they're still kind of all there, shelved. Um, the band rarely ever goes back and listens to it. They did release um, a song called Smile in 2014, which was from Heroes, but it was taken down very quickly. Um, but yeah, so to this day, people are like, are they going to release this album? Are they going to mix it yeah. and master it? At- and finally give fans, you know, cheese final efforts. But there's, you know, losing someone, especially in such a painful way, there's a lot of kind of up in the air about whether they'll actually do it. Um. So, yeah, there was there was an it intentionally was supposed to be Eros released in 2009 or so, so forth. And then they moved on to Diamond Eyes, which was a brand new slate for them. And oh, god, such a good album. Um. Again, I could go through every single song, but I'm not going to. So Diamond Eyes is my joint first favorite song. Uh, Royal is a beautiful, like heavy track. Absolutely adore it. The Basslining you've seen the butcher as an intro, disgustingly beautiful. Um, rocket skates as well. Like holy shit, that's that that song is so aptly named. And again, the drumming from Abe is so prevalent. Like I, I, when I listen to it, I wait for the drumming and start like pounding away myself. Um, yeah, and then like Naf, you kind of said like the the, the final like sort of after rocket skates, sex tape all the way to this place's is death is so well played. Okay. Personally, I think, uh, 976 evil should have been the closing track because it kind of sounds like the intro of diamond eyes fading out. And I oh, think they should have just, yeah. they should have ended that with that song. And then that would have been a good way to come full circle. But it's, this place is death is still a great song. And um, yeah, guys for you, diamond eyes.
2: Great, (laughs) (laughs) fucking love the album. Um, I don't know what it is, but Diamond Eyes track just takes me straight to Halo. Don't know what it is about it,
0: okay. But
2: as soon as I hear that song, I just start thinking of Halo, and I don't know if you maybe have played it for me a shitload while we were.
0: It was the same time Reach was released, so there may have been a lot of kind of blending of the both. Yeah, yeah.
1: they've
2: just merged, and I, I can't, I can't. Take one
0: away from the other. Oh okay. I mean that's that's a that's a great way to keep that song in your head, to be honest.
1: Um, Math for you. I know you said
0: the latter tracks.
1: I, I would say that I'm actually not a massive fan of Diamond Eyes as a song. I don't know. I, I don't just I just think you know. the sort of like refrains and breaks in it are a bit all over I don't know. It it's it, something about it. I'm not gonna criticize your favourite song, but um
0: oh, no, every, everything
1: everything from beauty school onwards is so good. Like I'll literally enjoy every single track after that. Like Diamond Eyes is probably the one, the album, I mean, I really, really enjoy Around the Fur, but Diamond Eyes is probably the one I'm like, wow, okay, this is probably the most like cohesive. I hate that word when you're describing music and I've used it in my music music before, mm-hmm. but it's the best way of putting it is that like, this is an album that where each song blends well with the next and it's like each one is so good. And, and as I said, from beauty school onwards, I'll enjoy every single one of those songs.
2: I think it's a testament to Deftones as a band when I would have said the first four tracks are my absolute favourites. Yeah, and I love and more than most probably of the in the top of my Deftones playlist. Yeah, but then for you to also be able to say this half of the album from Downwards is your favourite, and when there is a very clear difference in the sounds, and I think mm. it's a testament to mm. how amazing they how diverse their music can be that. We can both have completely separate sections with completely different sounds, but appreciate them nonetheless.
0: I just want to talk about beauty school as well, meaning you mentioned it um, and obviously mm. impact on this podcast and so forth. Um, so um God, it must have been about it was about yeah, it was about 2013, 14 So, you know, Deftones by the now was a very big part of my life. Um and there was someone who used to be very special to me who um uh, you know, I'd had a really rough day at work. Uh, There's a lot of things going on in my life, um, and they asked me to come over to theirs um, and just just to see them. Um, and as I walked through the door, they'd um, prepared me my favourite meal, my favourite dessert, and they put on Beauty School because they knew I love Deftones so much. Um, and so that song, any time I listen to it now, so I don't listen to it a lot because it kind of holds quite a mm. strong attachment to it. But um, yeah, that's... A, I just but it was also nice that someone recognized that that band obviously clearly meant so much to me. And obviously it was a softer one because, you know, some people mm-hmm. can't deal with the heavy stuff, but you know, it was, yeah, that song means a lot to me. And, you know, I forever hold that person in such a high regard because, you know, they didn't have to do that. They could have just made me a meal and, uh, you know, the appreciation would have been there, but, you know, they, they thought of me to an extent that they went on my iPod and found that song and played it, so yeah, um, really, really special for me that was.
1: So it's sort of cool, um, cool yeah, memory with that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so again, like I said, I don't listen to that song a lot because mm-hmm. it means too much to me. So yeah, but when it comes on, it's still a great song. Um, then we move on to 2012, and where I think a lot of Deftones fans kind of went—they've hit their pinnacle again since White Pony. They've almost came back. Um, I, I just think this song, this album, takes you. Fucking through time and space. Like I think of the um intro to Mighty Boosh, like take a journey through time, time and, and space. space. Like, literally, again, like Ben said, the opening of Swerve City is so good. Again, the drums just so straight in there, very um, very prominent. Um Poltergeist, as we've already discussed, it's an incredible song. Um, I love Entombed. I think it is excuse me. I think Entombed and what happened to you off this album are very directed at Chi so again adds an extra layer of beauty um and then my two favorites off this album is gauze which again the vocals are so beautiful but then rosemary which again they have played live and yeah oh god that song that that is the one that takes me into a different universe i mean i i like to listen to it when i'm driving um and there's a certain lyric now i can't remember what it's called um which which part it is i would know if i listened to it but as we're talking um oh god uh but yeah, there's basically a bit where the kind of the song slows down and I always just look out my window and just kind of soak everything in. So yeah. Mm. And, and Goon Squad actually, like that is a, again, another really like gritty song for me, but yeah. Um, for you guys kind of Yoken.
2: I love the entire album. That's what I'll say.
1: Right. (laughs) One and done. Um, I love Swift City. That's on my gym playlist. Um, Leathers is pretty great. Um, Entombed as well I really love and you are right that this this album's a lot more sort of um, spacey I suppose and I, I believe um, Koino Yokan uh, is, I think it's Japanese for sort of like the premonition of love and that's an yeah. interesting sort of um, sort of thing I believe it's something like when you see someone you know you're going to fall in love with them or whatever I don't know if you guys have experienced that but I certainly know I've experienced that so like that's that's an interesting sort of connection there like I wouldn't necessarily attribute this sort of style of music to that but that sort of feeling of, of, of sort of almost premonitions sort or of disconnection from self is 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 very aided by this 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 album like it's it's not softer mm. I would say it's softer but it's it's still like very dense sonically I suppose and and so you can sort of lose yourself in it very very easily and it's a great experience sort of falling into an album like this and I again like the, 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 I'm, I'm so impressed by the quality of that discography like around the fur was in in 1992 Eight ninety six and ninety seven. 97. So we're talking like they went from you know over over a decade, and they're still this this good, and they can come out with new sounds and, and and adapt it in a way where it's still you you still listen to this and be like okay that's definitely Deftones, but it's different and it has a different energy and it's still so good It's is really really da- you know a testament to their musical prowess.
0: Yeah, they found that they found a sort of formula and just slightly tweak it every time yeah um, which i suppose moves us in nicely to 2016's gore as we've already discussed this is kind of the album where fans kind of were like well they've lost a bit of their edge it's, the production of it sounds a bit meh as well like it's you know the, the hard songs don't come across as quite hard like and doom jews it just doesn't have that punch to it i mean. Um, it's quite well known for, again through the fandom that you know Stefan Carpenter didn't get a lot of say in this album he didn't get much you know there's no you know no guitar solos there's nothing really there's nothing standing out I mean I still think this album's very good I enjoyed mm. it a lot when it first came out because it was just new Deftones tones content um you know prayers triangles is good I mean acid hologram is one of my favorites off this album and um, again the guitar even though again it's, it doesn't sound like crisp. Yeah, like the guitar to it the riff to it's very like oh again horror almost like horror kind of you know creepy vibes um mm-hmm. uh Xenon again another cool kind of riff to it um and then another one that does sit on my gym playlist so it does get quite a lot of love is the title track gore um, yeah. that that's quite a good gym gym song for me um also i'll give a shout out to phantom bride because it has jerry cantrell from alice in chains doing a sweet solo in it so yeah for you guys, anything on gore? I know, Ben, you don't really have much on this album, do you? Other
2: than, other than title track, it's on my playlist. It's a, it's a good song. I do like it. And the, the, some of the ones you mentioned, like Acid hologram, I, I do know. um, But I just don't... I don't know. There's something about the album. I've never really thrown myself into it.
0: Which is a shame, I'm because personally, I think the album art is beautiful. I think it's a really nice-looking vinyl Mm, flock of flamingos yeah like i i think visually i'd like to have i'd like to have it on display but then i wouldn't want that to be the forefront of a display when i've got much better albums surrounding it yeah yeah, Nath, anything on gore for you and again i know you weren't a huge fan of it
1: no i as again speaking as more i suppose a deftones fan than than a metal fan this is the album where i was like okay i'm not feeling anything exciting in this nothing nothing in almost every other album i'd listened to there'd been a song i'm like that's hit me in the ear," and that's that's something i want to listen to again this one was just like i'm not getting anything from this really it was it was honestly a a, 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 a genuine struggle to listen to and i don't you know i don't want to reflect that on my opinion of the band but just this album i was like there's something and i couldn't put you know i, I couldn't say specifically what about the music wasn't working for me but it just wasn't clicking with me the same way the other albums were. And I didn't feel like I was listening to anything, you know, as, as, as awesome and unique as, as their other projects, I suppose. So it, 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 it was for me, their their worst. And I think that's, as I said earlier on, it's sort of seen within other listeners, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I I totally agree. It's the least listened on mine, but I still just have a few select songs that I still enjoy. Yeah. And then we come back to 2020 where they, kind of went okay we heard what you said about gore let's remind you how fucking good we are as a band and they came back with ohms um again the sounds kind of changed i -hmm. I, I don't really know how i'd put this sound again but the 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 emphasis on the you know the music and the instruments are very much back in it um i mean the opening genesis is incredible it's you know quite a good hard one again even though the vocals are quite they're not clean but they're, they're a mixture the, again, the breakdown at the end is so menacing. it's really dark. I again it's one I always like turn it up just for that final minute. yeah um again, trying to pronounce it is Uran, Urantia? and Uran-tia? Um, track three yeah again, the thrash metal influence from them on this song is incredible and again, Abe Cunningham his drums are so good in it like that that intro in itself gripped me straight away. This was one of the first, like few tracks that I instantly clicked with Mm -hmm. um Pompeii is beautiful and the you know the sound of like the beach and seagulls and stuff uh, as it kind of fades in and out and that song is beautiful um another favorite of mine off this album is this link is dead again the outro almost feels like a ramped up like song for an action game i always think in my head Mm -hmm. like i'm playing like halo and like it's building up to this huge like moment in the game and and Mm -hmm. then it ends like yeah um another one that's kind of crept up on my radar recently is headless again naughty like baseline to it um quite eerie and then the the title track itself think, is quite i'd say it's one of the most different songs to it uh the guitar's mm. quite like up upbeat and almost feels like a rock song and then obviously it becomes a very Tonesy again when chino kind of comes back in and stuff but yeah a very good album and um, I, I was very happy to have them back on form with this album uh I keep listening to it more and more. It's only been out a year. So it's still giving me time to kind of reflect on what's good about it. And there's no bad. So yeah, for me, uh, what about you guys?
1: Ben, John you want to fire away?
2: I've
0: really tackled it too much.
2: Um, I've familiarised myself with some of the songs like Genesis, uh, I would say, Zerones and I do, I do like that Pompeii. Um, but beyond that, there are, I've not really explored this album as much as so I probably should have. Um, I think because i didn't get on too well with gore i sort of skipped over when i heard that a new one out um yeah. and then i've yet to have that sort of sit down and real listen to it
1: so this is one of the ones i've I've listened to once so i've I've listened to their other ones uh more than once easily but um i gave this one a, a sort of a cursory sort of listen through and uh it's a sound i want to get get more into like I, it's definitely on, on on the chopping block so to speak that i've got to sort Of dig into this one and, and see what I get from it more, but I, I did like um, like the eponymous tracks at Ohms and uh, Era. But like, I, I need to, to definitely break this one down more in terms of this is alongside Adrenaline, where I'm like most of my listening was sort of through the meat of their discography, I suppose, like the the big sandwich meat bit at the middle with that there the, mm. the, around the foot of White Pony, and and Diamond Eyes. So that's just those four albums alone have been the vast majority of my listening, but um i i am I'm more interested to see how in 2020 that their sound is holds up i suppose and I, you know, hearing from your regard and you, you you just think they're still pretty on form with this
0: yeah 100 percent. i mean i can't remember if they won it or not but they were nominated for a grammy for this album oh, um, right. and fans fans in them fans in themselves have said you know this is a masterpiece in some you know some reviews have been like some masterpieces All it's a right. very well awesome. received album and, and i i totally agree um so kind of to end this episode i obviously did a little bit of um outside research um i you know as i've said the the, the deftones fandom is you know it's it's, it's, a, it's a tough one um to pick out what album is is kind of the king of the the craft yeah. Um, so I, I put out on Reddit and Facebook uh, some polls, I just asking what people's favorite albums were, and I managed to get eighty-eight um, votes in. So you know, quite a decent amount. So there's good crowd, good crowd. Yeah, good, good, good amount there. Um, and we we do have a winner. It was very close actually between the, the top four, and right. you know, to my surprise, one of the albums. You know, like I said. um so our winner was White Pony. So again. The, the, the most the most popular album, the most, you know, go-to gateway drug of album. And um, it still holds up as many people's favorite, I think, be it because they grew up with it or that was their introduction or because it is just a genuinely good album. Mm. Um, second place, so that had 18 votes, sorry. um So then second place was 17 votes. So it was one in it oh. was Kono wow. Yoken. Which again a lot of of people say is again White Pony Mark II or it's their true to form comeback. Um third place was Diamond Eyes with fifteen votes, so um kind of sits there nicely as one of the most influential. Um this is where I got kind of surprised. So I thought around the fur may have came in next, but with 14 votes, no, so with fourteen votes, so not much in between, it was Saturday night wrist. So, like I said, really? some somewhere along the lines, people have just sat back and gone, actually, this album's really, really good. And uh, yeah, I agree. Um, then we have Around the Fur with nine votes. So, you know, there's quite a gap between, you know, yeah. Around the Fur and, and Saturday Night Wrist. Coming in next was uh, the self titled album with eight. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, the rest just <sighs> no, no love really. Adrenaline got two, Ohms got two. I feel like in Ohm's defense, it's only been out a year and a bit. So, you know, for people to say it's their favorite, maybe it's not there yet. And then I got two votes on Other. So I'm assuming their cover album or their B-Size album. And then someone put Team Sleep, which is Chino's side project. So that's not even included right now. And then unfortunately, Gore got one vote. So the, pr- the proof's the in the pudding. Ooh. And I think it was probably, I don't know if it was a pity vote or someone was just like, yeah, it goes all right. So oh, no. yeah, um, White Pony is still number one with mm-hmm. Kaino Yoken chasing up very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, um, the votes are, you know, I, I, I almost reflect my, my top three. At mm-hmm. the moment, my top three, and this, you know, it changes with where I am in, time and place but diamond eye is obviously number one the self-titled is number two and at the moment saturday night wrist is number three for me they're my kind of go-to three albums at the moment but kind of yoking and around the fur kind of chop and change in between that so yeah any any I, I know for you guys you've kind of said your favorite albums but top two maybe or you know for the viewers what what are your go-to albums benjamin Faraway.
2: uh yeah i mean uh in- interchangeable I guess I mean at the moment I'd definitely say Diamond Eyes then Kyna Yoken then White Pony Um, so uh, I guess I do reflect the top three not necessarily in the right order but um, those are definitely my top three but um, yeah currently Diamond Eyes number one but Kyna Yoken does it It depends on my mood I guess and what, what I'm sort of because I'm enjoying listening just to the whole albums instead of the playlists at the moment so yeah, whichever album I'm on very much dictates what's uh, what goes to the top.
1: I'd I'd nah. pro- probably say um, in terms of if I'm being totally honest, in terms of an overall album listening experience, I'd have to put Diamond Eyes as my favorite. I love this, the the songs I like from from around the four. I love, but I think in terms of the overall album experience, Diamond Eyes. Probably as a is, is is better. So I'd I'd say Diamond Eyes, uh, Diamond Eyes around the fur, and then Koino Yoken, and then White Pony, because I I think Koino Yoken's probably I, I enjoyed much more than White Pony. But the rest, yeah, I, 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 Gore at the bottom, then probably Ohms above that, because it's I did enjoy that more than Gore, and then uh, actually no no I'd, I'd I'd put Gore Adrenaline then Ohms. So
0: yeah, nice. Yeah, I think, again, I could spiel on about this for hours, but I think that kind of gets the point across that this band is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all kind of been impacted in certain ways, be it long-term fans to, to, to newer fans, but, you know, the impact is there and that's important. And, you know, I've been really happy to share just a few memories and a few kind of expressions of my love for this band. Um, I you know, they can keep releasing albums as long as they're on the kind of forte of... You know everything but gore um so yeah um please people give them a listen there's there's a bit of something for everyone in, in within it within deftones albums um so yeah just go and have an explore let us know if you know you've had any stories about them what your favorite album is favorite track we'd love to hear and um mm. yeah come back for episode 32 and take care guys